Welcome back to Behind the Build. I'm your host, Erica Jones, and this episode is all about ESOP Month. I'll be talking with our guests, CEO-elect Jason Evelyn and COO Jacob Vogel about the important role employee ownership plays in the work we do and where we're headed in the future. It's a conversation you won't want to miss, so let's get started. Let's go ahead and dive in a little bit about the ESOP month theme this year. The theme is ownership ecosystem. It's really a look at the interconnected web of everything our employee ownership impacts. And so by now, everybody in the organization should have seen the visual of the theme of this and really kind of understand that at the center of this ownership ecosystem is you, the employee owner. You influence everything from our ESOP share price to how effectively your teams, offices, and SBUs operate. You make a real impact on our clients and communities and even play a part in influencing the economy, really. And everything you impact in the ownership communities, I'm sorry, in the ownership ecosystem influences one another and you too. And and so that in turn is what we mean by kind of this interconnected web and the ecosystem of the ownership. So Jason and Jacob, the two of you sit in a unique position where you're able to see how this ecosystem works from a bird's eye view. And we want to hear about the insights you found from this vantage point. You know, this last year, at the beginning of the year, we rolled out a new organizational design where we're really showcasing that we have this strategic center with our three strategic business units and how all of that connects together how some of that will also influence some connected solutions that we are going to be able to push out to market at some point, as well as um, the embracing the power of our oneness. So Jason, how have you seen our new structure positively impact our employee owners? Well, I, and people have probably heard uh, mention of this in the past, but forever we've operated in silos. And those silos really prevented the cross-cultural discussions that we all kind of have desired and need to, to grow our organization. Um, So I believe that that connectivity, you know, the infographic, I think is what it is, what you call it on this sheet. Uh, The infographic that you put together is really powerful to me because it really says that every single person in our organization can make a huge difference, not just to their job, not just to their project, not just to their office, but it really impacts our whole organization. And if we can all get behind that theory of we're working as we instead of us and them, that's what's going to make us great in the future. Totally agree. I think that, you know, really putting it out there in the universe that we are truly wanting to embrace the power of our oneness is something that I'm hoping that our entire organization is really getting behind. And I've seen it a lot throughout this year, people feeling even more connected to each other than I've necessarily seen in the past. And I think it's going to be fantastic. It'll just propel us even further. There's no doubt. You can already see changes. And think about once it really gets down to every level of our organization, how far it can go. It's very exciting. Agree. So, Jacob, one of the calls to action in our strategic plan is changing the relationship between the subsidiaries and parent shared services from one based on customer service to one built on strategic leadership. 
So how does this new model empower our employee owners and ultimately impact our clients and the ESOP? Yeah, you know, Erica, I've had a unique opportunity throughout my career to 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 work at several of our different operating units and and you get a feel for the different the differences in the the culture and personalities of all of our different offices, which which is fun. It's fun to experience and we have a great overall culture, but each one of our operating units is just has their their little bit of uniqueness to it. At the same time, I've I've had the opportunity to be at the center here for a little over a year now, and your perspective changes a little bit because you know a lot of times when you're in an operating unit, um, you're so involved and focused on the day to day and just the grind of of what you need to do at your operating unit. When you're at the center, you can kind of step back a little bit and you can evaluate resources and and see the connections between all of our different strategic business units and operating units from a little bit different level and see how that that some of the connections can be made of maybe one operating unit is in need of this and another operating unit is an expert in that situation or something. So um, it's really, it's brought me a new perspective that I hope I can uh, help the company overall benefit from, you know, and then we have the opportunity, you know, both Jason and I to to seek out opportunities that that are there for connected solutions and connected solutions really, uh, I think to Jason and I, it means a lot of different things. It doesn't just have to mean that two of our, of our operating units or our two SBUs are working on the same project together. It really means a lot more than that. It's, it's sharing information, it's sharing knowledge, resources, experience between our different people and, and experts that we have in this organization to make the organization better overall. And that's, that's what our clients will see, is that if we can be that organization and bring value to their project, they're going to keep asking us to do more and more work with them. So just, just benefiting from those best practices and operational consistencies to, to prove to our clients that, hey, we can, we can be your solutions provider. We have so much expertise in so many different areas, and when we really come together to leverage that, it's going to be very powerful. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And just even having said that we want to do this, we've seen so many people find opportunities throughout the year to really start reaching out to another office or try to leverage the expertise of another SBU in a conversation that they're having with a client. So I think, you know, we're slowly but surely getting there. And I think that once we just continue down that path, we'll see all kinds of opportunities come come about for it. We've definitely, we've started scratching the surface of it more and more. And I think we're starting to see it, you know, between our controls group and mechanical group and between our general building group and our, our mechanical SBU. I mean, we've already seen several different instances, especially more and more this year of of us working together as as that power of our oneness. Yeah. True focus. Yes. Right? Yes. Which that's good. That's exactly right. It's exciting. So not all of this work in our strategic plan is easy. That's for sure. Sometimes we must make strategic trade-offs that will help us evolve and grow. Something necessary for sustaining our organization and the ownership ecosystem we're all a part of. So Jason, in the face of challenging decisions or breaks from how things have always been done, what advice would you give to our employee owners to reassure them? So I would say that uh, obviously change is hard, but it's even harder when you're being successful at something. 
And so I think um, for our employee owners out there to maybe look a little more future focused, to not look at the 1231, to kind of see what we want to be, quote unquote, when we grow up. You know, this is a 5, 10, 15, 20 year vision of what we can be. Um, You know, as owners, we are responsible for our collective success, the financial benefits, and the risk of ownership. So if you really think about that, if you're really responsible for all that stuff, we have a lot on our plate and it's, you know, we're going to have to work together to get there. You know, Jason, you you say change is hard and it is, and for some people harder than others. I, I would challenge our people though, that we wouldn't be the company today if we didn't make some changes in the last 10, 15 years to get us to where we are today. And we got to keep that in mind if we want to keep on progressing and growing this organization sometimes there's change and there's trade-offs yeah just like, just like the strategic plan says the inflection point we are at an inflection point and do we want to keep climbing or do we want to level or potentially drop mm-hmm. and so to me that's kind of where we are today and that's why we're doing what we're doing yeah i've seen it us at those points a few different times in you know my last 13 years here where I came on board right after the recession really hit, but really the construction industry was feeling some of it at that point. And we, I remember Bill McDermott basically saying, we are not going to participate in this recession. No, Bill McDermott says, we choose not to participate in the economic downturn. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> and and at that time, we were making some significant changes in our organization, but and we were doing really well and really successful. And each time we've done that stuff, it has felt scary to people and it is a very brave move for our organization, especially when you, but the nice thing about it is that we have the luxury to choose to make these changes for the better instead of to try to save ourselves. So that's one of the things that I always take comfort in is even though it's a little uncomfortable sometimes for people, the our financial success gives us the luxury to really be able to look at ourselves and make those changes. That's right. And, and be courageous. Our success gives us the opportunity. That's exactly right. Yep. So much of what you said reminds me of our principles of ownership. The third one tells us to adopt a future-focused mindset, and a lot of the work we're doing to evolve requires us to really lean into that. Um, it is the the driving force as we continue moving forward as employee owners. And so thank you guys for for chatting with us a little bit today about specifically, you know, our ownership and employee ownership and the ecosystem that 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 creates. But before we wrap up, I'd like to take a little trip down memory lane with you guys, as you both obviously know. (laughs) This is Tim's last ESOP month as our president and CEO. And in honor of his leadership for the past several years, will each of you share your favorite Tim story quickly? Sure. I know you probably have way more. To share, but yes, I have a lot I could share, but probably the most impact. This is probably the most uh, impactful on my career. Tim example. I was a very young project manager, probably in over my skis a little bit, and he asked me to do a project forecast. And so I spent uh, I don't know four or six hours putting together this project forecast. Worked really hard on it. Was very proud of it, and I walked into his office and sat down to present it to him and he basically set it aside and he got on his whiteboard and he did the forecast in his way of doing it 
uh, right there in front of me. And we came out to the pretty much the exact same answer. And at first it hurt my feelings, and I won't lie, because I was like, man, I, you asked me to do this. I work my butt off, and, you know, you don't trust me or whatever. And I told him later on, you know, I can't believe you didn't trust me. And he said, Jason, he said, I trust you, but I'm also in a position of leadership, and so therefore I have to verify it occasionally. And that taught me a good lesson, the trust but verify theory is, is something that's important to me. You know, you have to trust your people, but there are also things that he's responsible for at a higher level um, that sometimes you have to get that verification. So that was pro that was impactful for me. Uh, it wasn't personal against me. He didn't think I didn't know what I was doing, but he needed to get there in his own way, and that's what he chose to do. So. Yeah, I think all of us have experienced a whiteboard session with Tim, <laughs> for sure. You don't say. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, seems like yesterday that we were at an officer's committee and Bill McDermott announced to our team that he was retiring and Tim Chadwick was going to uh, be the next CEO of the organization. And and uh, similar to, to the announcement that was made a couple months ago or whatever. And, you know, by that time I had been on the officer's committee with, with Tim for I don't know, maybe five, six years, whatever the number was. But um, I remember I caught him in the hallway on a break and, uh, you know, he still had that kind of deer in the headlight look of what, what the heck am I getting into? And and him and I had a conversation and I, he, he probably doesn't remember, but he said, I asked him, I said, are you ready for this? And he said, I don't even know what I'm not ready for yet. And you know, I said, Hey, listen, you got, you got people that have your back here and, and you got people that are going to bust your ass for you and we're going to, we're going to be okay. And, and he's been a good leader for longer than the, his CEO reign for 10, 11 years. And it, what taught me about that moment was that, you know, we're all a little bit anxious when we get put into new roles and in a growing organization, you know, our people are going to be stretched to step outside of their comfort zone. And that was, that was proof that Tim was a little bit outside of his comfort zone. And, and it's not, it's not up to just you, you got people with you and, and, you know, Jason's now in that role and, and Jason's not in this alone. I mean, we've got a great organization. We got great leaders throughout this organization. So Jason's not in alone, but as, as, as we've been going through this, it, it kind of brought me back to, to when Tim was, was in Jason's position. So I'm excited to work with Jason in the future. And, I think when Tim, you know, took over as CEO, I don't, I don't know exactly what the share price is or was back then, but I know what it is now. And I don't think we need to share that because Tim's head won't fit into his retirement party <laughs> door. But, but no, it's, uh, I think this organization and, and no pressure, right, myself, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, owes Come Tim a, a debt of gratitude for what he's done for the organization. So agree, agree. Well, thank you both for, participating in our podcast and this episode and helping us celebrate ESOP months and um, sharing a little Tim insight. I'm sure we'll have more of those over the next whatever it is, six, eight months or so that we have him left with us. And um, and obviously he'll, he'll be with us for a long time after that too. Um, so 
I think that that's a wrap for us. And um, so go enjoy yourselves for the rest of ESOP month. And um, we'll talk to you guys another time. Well, thank you for the invitation. Happy to be here. Yeah, great. Thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.